Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Welcome to Santos Brothers Eats. Food worth mentioning. Yeah, let's do this. All right, well, welcome back to Santos Brothers Eats. I am with my brother, Chef Jeff Santos, and I am his brother, Kenny Santos. We're going to be talking about food worth mentioning. And this week, we are going to, or this episode, we're going to be talking about Korean foods and all the Korean foods that we love to eat that's worth Mm -hmm. mentioning. And, uh, well, what's kind of first on the menu here that we're going to be talking so, about? So, I think we should just let our listeners know that uh, we don't have a great knowledge of Korean food. We'd like to eat it. Um, uh, Korean food ha- sort of has that same profile that we like. You know, it has a bit of a sweetness to their meat, to their entrees. And so, that's one, one thing we like. Some of it is very spicy, and I think I mentioned this before. I'm not a big fan of spice. I think Ken, you're a bit. You like spice more than me, right? A little bit more. A little bit more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, so something kimchi. I, I might have a you know maybe a, you know maybe one or two bites, and then I'm or or if it's mixed in with something, then I'm, I'll have more of it. But other than that, I won't have that much kimchi. Um, what about you, Ken? Kimchi, I'll have that. I'll have, if it's there, if it's on the table, I'm probably going to eat it and I'm probably going to finish it. And like some people, you know, we just kind of mentioned kimchi and how much we like it or not like it, but a lot of people don't know what it is. Like what is kimchi? Uh, Kimchi basically is a, is a preserved cabbage. Uh, When they say cabbage, think of the either Japanese or the Asian cabbage, instead of being like round and bulbous, like a ball, uh, Asian cabbage is, is more long. Um, like a football. So think of like, uh, like a regular cabbage or a North, North American cabbage is round like a basketball and an Asian cabbage is more long like a football. Think, um, um, think of what romaine lettuce looks like. That's, yes. But, yeah. but romaine lettuce is a lettuce. It's not the cabbage, but it's the same shape as a romaine lettuce. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly right. Um, and I actually, I, I remember seeing it this uh, – from episode of the amazing race it's um they actually had to make kimchi um so they took the cabbage leaves uh and this cabbage is the whole a bit and they actually had to make sure that each section of the cabbage was thoroughly um engulfed in the various spices and everything else um that that made it kimchi and then that set of course so um and it's it's, it's more used as a as a side dish from what I'm reading, more than anything else. Um, recipes include, sorry, within recipes is like garlic, ginger, um, and various other pickling or salted or fermented items. And that's what make, that's what make kimchi what it is. So I think of it as kind of like uh, the Korean version of like sauerkraut. Yeah. It's kind of what much I hotter. think of it. Yeah, it's, it is spicier. And so um, I'm guessing it's it's – it's uh, the kimchi process. That's to preserve it so that they could stuff it in a jar and just eat it later on. 
because yeah, you know since exactly it is a right. vegetable you know there's different ways that we needed to keep it fresh and you know nowadays mm-hmm. we have you know fridges and freezers but back then they only had you know they could dry it or ferment it or pickle it or do whatever they need to do oh exactly right yeah exactly right um so yeah so like like i said like we're not big we don't have that much knowledge of, of korean food but we just like eating it um and one thing i like about korean food too is that they have the main dishes but then they also have a lot of sides so along with the kimchi there may be uh some pickled radish and carrots some uh some fresh bean sprouts um some roasted potatoes served cold um and um and what else is there i think, I think that's it so the, yeah those four items there may be more uh and mommy's more japanese but yeah so it's a little like palate cleanser in between your your various bites so you could just you know take some rice and some meats or some vegetables and then take a pickled radish or fresh beans press just to cleanse your palate again um just to do that so that's that's one thing i like about korean food they're like japanese and most asian foods there's a little ceremony or very um the way they eat it has a lot of distinction and not just here's your meal in front of you you eat and that's it you know it's more of a family way of doing it yeah there's an actual purpose to like the different side dishes yeah, uh, and that purpose, exactly right. You know, is uh, you know, obviously, to, you know, to wet your palate a little bit, but also to cleanse your palate in between different bites, which is mm-hmm. kind of neat. And I always, you know, when Jeff is mentioning the different sides, whether it's kimchi or whether it's that pickled radish or whether it's those bean, is it bean sprout? Yeah, bean sprouts. Bean sprouts. Yeah. Yep, they're smaller than bean sprouts. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, they're bean sprouts. All you know, all that stuff. I always think of Korean barbecue. And, yes. uh, you know, the place that we used to go to, we haven't been there ever since the lockdown uh, started, but is this place in the northern Scar- Scarborough, Jeff? Yeah, northern yeah. Scarborough. Some of you may know yeah. it's called Chaco. Mm-hmm. Chaco. Um, and so it's easy to find. You just Google map it. C-H-A-K-O. And That's right. There's at least two locations. There's one in Scarborough and another one maybe in, I don't know, is that Richmond Hill, Jeff? Richmond Hill. And there's also one in uh, Mississauga. Oh. Um, and the one in Mississauga, it was actually part of the Wasabi Buffet chain. They actually, Wasabi Buffet is like Mandarin. It's like uh, um, uh, walk, walk, of, uh, walk of Flame. Um, but before it was a huge buffet, but then they cut it in half and they added Chaco to it. But yeah, so that's the three that I know of for sure. Um, basically, Chaco, like Ken said, is a Korean barbecue. And most times, most Korean barbecues are all you can eat. Uh, but I've been to one or two places that it's just a set menu. Uh, you just, you know, w- you know, you just have a, you know, one, one, one order of whatever you want. And that, that's your meal. But most places, because, because again, we're in North, in North America, so they indulge in the buffet. Um, so it is all you could eat. And with Korean barbecue, they have beef, they have beef ribs or kalbi, which is our favorite, mm-hmm. uh, then chicken and pork. And then we get seafood. They have sometimes salmon, um, uh, sometimes some white fish, sometimes shrimp, um, shrimp. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, all these weird things, vegetables, they actually grow vegetables too. Ken, I didn't know that. That's so yeah. I see, I see vegetables on the menu. But I usually, you know, just ignore that. You know, why, yeah. You know? yeah. So we're, again, actually, we're we, joking, we, we, but we're not joking. But actually, we we, we use that to, to clean the grill. You know, to get all the excess meat and um, sauces off the grill. You know, you know, put put on there and then wipe that's, it down. That's fine. So speaking about the grill and so how Korean <laughs> barbecue works, like if you're gonna go to a place like Chaco, 
be prepared to cook. This is mm -hmm. not a place where you order the food and wait for it to come and then eat it. It's kind of yeah. like you order the food similar to you would on a dim sum menu. Basically you check off what right. you want and then the server would come by within a couple minutes and bring you uh, basically trays of raw food whether it's beef yeah. or the calbi, like beef is calbi, right? Yeah, but, but you, yeah. you guys know what I mean. So whether it's the ribs, the beef, the chicken, the shrimp, the vegetables, if that's your thing, um, you know, the shrimp, whatever it is. Um, mm -hmm. And I've gone before, and uh, of course I've gone before, although that's what we're talking about, but I've gone with different people. I always like going with Jeff, of course, because Jeff <laughs> usually volunteers to cook, and he's very orderly when he cooks. I'm, I'm perfectly capable of cooking my own, but yeah. I don't get to enjoy it the same way that uh, <laughs> when I go with Jeff. And, um, and so it is an experience, especially if you do the all you can eat. It's a, it, it is a lot of fun. And it tastes real good. And we mentioned that Colby, Colby is our favorite. And can we just explain a little bit what that is, Jeff? Yeah. So basically Colby is the short ribs or the beef ribs um, of the beef. So if you ever get prime rib, um, then, or, or basically, actually, a tomahawk steak now is, is a big steak, and it's a huge bone that comes with the, the steak itself. That's part of the beef rib itself. Um, so picture that, like maybe five or six in a row, and they still have the meat attached to it. But then they cut it thin, but on – so if there's, a, there's three or five bone. They cut it very thin where the bones are. So not in between the bones, but they cut through the bones. Mm -hmm. So – when you think about it, so each your 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 piece of meat, your your cow beer, beef ribs will have at least three, maybe two or three pieces of the bone within it. So, and the sauce, the marinating again is a bit sweet to it, and that's why we like it more. But um, yeah, and and so, there's a little sinew and tendon to it that's still attached, so that's good. So let's talk about that sinew and the tendon. Would that be the area closest to the bone, or? Yeah, exactly okay. right. And so yes. that's been marinated for quite a while, I imagine, mm -hmm. because otherwise that sinew and tendon would be a lot tougher. But then it gets it cooked and it just, you know, that, that chewy part of a rib that yeah. when you eat it, that's closest to the bone that just tastes so good. That's just all over Calbee. Oh, yeah. It's, that's practically yeah. the, it's, it's more than half of it now that I think yeah. of it. Yeah. So, and you're left with Most these times. bones that are just, that are just picked clean, basically. Yeah, because. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah, because it is very tender. You know, it's that type of fall off the bone type of style. So that uh, when you when you get you finally get to eat it, it, it's very simple to eat, and you take out the bone, and it's really really tasty. Again, that that uh, that sweet, of course, the sweet mixed in with the savory. Um, yeah. If you're into spicy, it's not so much spicy. No. But but uh, there's kimchi on the table as well, and you can ask for some hot sauce. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. To, to, yeah. To do yeah, it that way. You always put some hot sauce on it or there's kimchi on the table and there's all that cold stuff that we talked about before, whether it's the pickled radish or the kimchi or, or the bean sprouts, those are all on the table, which is kind yeah. of nice. And, yeah. um, you know, that usually when we go to Korean barbecue, that's the majority of what we order is the kalbi. We will order yes. the chicken. We will order the beef. We will order. Mm -hmm. Is there pork? On the meat? Yeah, there's pork. There's, there's pork. Yeah. Yeah. And then we actually, we will order some vegetables too. You know, yeah. we will order that. That's right as well. Um, and and uh, as as with most buffets, there's there's there also offer you some rice. But in the buffet world, world, you know, don't eat too much carbs. You know, that's that's filling. Uh, yeah, that's so all. You filler. might have a, like one bowl or two bowls of rice just to, 
you know, sup off some of the extra gravy or some juices or sauces, but you know, your, your main focus is the meats. Absolutely. That's what you want. Absolutely. And so as we talk about the meats a little bit, one thing that usually disappoints me, uh, or actually it doesn't disappoint me anymore when I go, cause I just don't order it is when I order shrimp at a Korean barbecue. Mm-hmm. And that's because you have to peel the shrimp. Yeah. Yeah, you know, if it was just peeled shrimp and you grilled and ate it, that would be a lot more fun than. Oh like, yeah. So uh, if you get to go to a place that's already pre peeled, that'd be a lot more fun to go to. Oh, it I mean, would be. And I'd probably order more shrimp because all the it, it just takes too long. I could be eating more food, or it's just you know, that's just how I so, feel about the whole thing. Well, it, it, it's funny. Like I I remember watching one of those um, restaurant makeover shows and Robert Irvine, he's a British chef, but in America he was, he's like Ramsey. He says, uh, you know, most restaurants, they only offer the peeled shrimp, the, sorry, the, the customer peeled shrimp because most customers get tired of uh, peeling their own shrimp and they'll just only eat two or three tops. So that's sort of a, a secret there, you know, have shrimp on the menu, but only offer with, with the shell. So the customers will go, oh, I, I'm too tired of this. So I'll just order some, something else. Absolutely. So. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. And so, you know, that's yeah. a Korean barbecue. There's other, other Korean uh, dishes that uh, we're going to be talking about today. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5hourenergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. One of the most popular ones, if you run into a Korean menu or Korean restaurant, there's probably going to be bulgogi on the menu. Yes. And uh, what's that, Jeff? Uh, Bulgogi basically um, is is a beef dish. And again, it's a bit on the sweeter side. Um, so what I'm hearing here is, uh, means fire meat and it's marinated, uh, slices of beef or pork and then grilled, um, along with some, um, vegetables, whether onions or green onions as well. And served with rice. It's, it's often served on a sizzling plate as they call it, or sizzling pan. So when they bring it to the table, they'll have, you know, uh, boiled rice or steamed rice and then your, your sides. And then the bulgogi is, is in a sizzling pan. Um, and again, a bit of sweetness to it as well. And um, yeah, you just mix it in with your rice uh, while you're eating it. And it's a, it's a good meal itself right there. Um, one of the restaurants that, that my wife Diana like to go to is called Al Minerva. And they have uh, what's known as what we call the it's a bulgogi soup. Um, uh, here on, on the menu, I'm, I'm going to butcher this name. It's uh, bulgogi busot uh, oh, wow, jilje. So wow. it's bulgogi. Yeah. Uh, it's basically bulgogi and mushroom soup in sweet soya sauce. So, you know, just, and it's, it's a big portion as well. Um, and a lot of broth, a lot of meats, a lot of vegetables. And of course with, with some rice. So you can either add the rice to the soup while you're eating it, or just portion off some of the broth into the rice and eat it with, with the meat and vegetables. Mm, that does um, sound good. Yeah, and then the way Almanerva serves it, the actual bowl is like a clay or metal bowl, so it's very, very hot. So again, it keeps the food warm and, and hot, so while you're eating it, so you don't lose any temperature. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's one of our favorites when we go to Almanerva. Uh, Almanerva is a Toronto restaurant. There's about five locations in the whole GTA. Um, 
I'm not too sure if there's more out, out outside of Ontario. There, there may be, or again, most restaurants, most Korean restaurants would have bulgogi and they may have the, the bulgogi soup. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put this, the, the proper spelling, or the proper name of this soup um, uh, when we post this, this podcast. Yeah, I'm sure when you order it, you don't, uh, you don't say it properly, or maybe you just order by number. So I'll have the number yeah, three exactly or right. whatever it is. So yeah, yeah, sounds um, good. Yeah, sorry, just to go back to Korean barbecue, like Ken said, you do cook it, and there are signs that say, you know, make sure that you cook it to the proper temperature, because there's raw chicken, there's raw pork. Uh, pork nowadays, because the way they feed the pork now, you can't have just a bit pink, but chicken, you know, always to make sure that it's cooked through. You know, um, you don't want to have a, have a good meal and then come home and have food poisoning. Um, so just, you know, when doing Korean barbecue, just make sure to cook your food all the way through. You know, better be safe than sorry. Yeah. And, and quite frankly, we don't know, like, because the, there's no dine-in right now. So Korean barbecue is no. something you can do currently, at yeah. least not in Toronto or in Ontario. Not in Toronto. However, I, I have been seeing some hot pot restaurants offering uh, delivery. So whatever you order, they will actually give you a small hot pot for you to, 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 to have. And I guess when you order from them again, you tell me you have a hot pot, then they'll just give you, you know, you just buy the meats itself. So again, in this time with the pandemic, restaurants are sort of pivoting. So they'll still have a customer base and allow people to order from them, you know, whatever's on the menu. So basically so. a hot pot is kind of like the soup version of Korean barbecue. So mm -hmm. there, there's boiling broth in the middle of the table. Yeah. Um, and then actually you could adjust the heat if you don't want it so hot, but you, you, yeah. are be, you will be cooking food and, and you order the food just like you would a Korean barbecue. They bring it out. It's raw. You put it inside the pot and when it's cooked, you eat it. And then uh, you can yeah. also enjoy the broth as well. That's it. Yeah. So, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, like yeah. fondue, it's like a, a version of fondue basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's exactly like that. And usually most hot pot, pot hot pot places when yeah. it's a dine-in situation it isn't all you can eat you order it similar to a dim sum menu you check off some boxes and they'll bring it out and then you eat it and if you want more you check off more boxes so it's kind of a neat little situation yeah yeah exactly right um and then continue on the, the korean theme another dish that uh, that we like is called bibimbap um uh, again, when you hear what bibimbap is you're gonna understand you know us you're gonna understand why we like it so much so go ahead jeff yeah. So basically, bitten bop, um, uh, it means bitten. Bitten just means various ingredients. Um, and bop is the rice. So basically means ingredients on rice. So when you look at the menu, it'll say beef, bitten bop, or chicken, bitten bop. So basically, it's whatever you want. <clears throat> so the vegetables and the meat on rice. And the rice is unique because they, they, they'll portion rice, like steamed or boiled rice already, into a, a metal or, or a ceramic bowl, or mostly metal bowl, and they actually heat the bowl up. So a, there's a, there'll be a crust of rice around the edges and the bottom. And, it, and that little crust of rice is, 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 a, is a bonus treat, really. And it's not burnt, it's just, it's just crusted over. Um, so just think of that. So on the rice itself is the vegetables, and the way they put the vegetables on is very artistic. They don't just like take ladles of vegetables and plop it on, put your meat on. Unless you have it in sections, so it'd be a section of carrots, a section of, of greens, whether it be broccoli or peas, some red peppers, some um, bean sprouts already cooked, and then a section of your meat. And like Ken said, the re one of the reasons why we like bibimbap is then they put a fried egg on top. 
that's the, that's like so. that's makes it so much tastier. Yes. And just putting that and with the runny yolk, of course, we love that. And when I first had bibimbap, my instinct, because it was all sectioned off, and I was just expecting just to mix everything together, kind of like fried rice, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But now when I eat it, I don't mix it together. I kind of leave it in their sections and kind of have a bite of this and a bite of that. Yeah. How do you eat it, Jeff? Um, I actually, I actually like mixing it a bit, you know. Uh, mm. So if there's like two, like two, two sections, well, I'll, I'll take some meat first, then I'll, I'll incorporate it with the one section or two sections of like maybe the carrots and broccoli. Um, you know, I'll, I'll uh, pierce the egg yolk, of course, and have that run and cut the egg up as best I can with the chopsticks. Um, but yeah, that's what I'll actually do. I'll actually just mix the, the meat in with the various sections of, uh, of vegetables on top of the rice and just slowly incorporate everything together as, as you slowly go down the bowl more. Yeah. So that, that's my method. It's, a, it's, it's one of those meals that, you know, it tastes really good, but you also want to take your time kind of enjoying it just because it is very artistic. And usually when you get it, you can tell that whoever prepared it for you just like Jeff said, didn't just ladle it on and shove it in a bowl and, you know, push it out. They, they took their time making sure that enough, uh, the right amount of food was in it. You know, and when I say the right amount of food, I mean the right amount of each ingredient was in it and also that it was placed with care. You know, there, mm-hmm. it is an art form to it. Now, does, um, does, does Almanerva offer bibimbap or no? Yes, they do. Yeah. Okay, good. They yeah. often do. Like, like uh, when Diana went to restaurants in Almanerva, she would get the bulgogi soup. And I get the bit and bop. Um, so it's n- nice and sizzling. Um, so yeah, it's a good, and again, we have the sides along with us. So it's also there. And I don't know if you know this, Ken, but uh, Korean restaurants are the only, well, it's Korean, Korea. They're the only culture that actually uses metal chopsticks. Oh. Everywhere else we use a wood, uh, or wood version of a chopstick. They're the only ones that will use metal. I don't know if you know that or, not, or noticed that ever. I remember... I only know of one place that, I, or I can only think of one place that offered metal chopsticks, and it was a Korean barbecue place. Now that I think of it, yeah. So, is there? And, and is know, there any? I, I was going to ask you: Is there a reason for this? Basically, it goes back when Korea was still, still a, a, like a developing country, and their royalty they believed that they only have silver chopsticks because most poisons would actually um, change the color of the metal. Mm. so they actually use it as, as the fence so if they were at someone's house or they were served something and whatever they used they would use the metal chopsticks so the, the poison would interact with the, the metal and change color so they would know right away if they're being poisoned or not so yeah so it's kind of interesting uh, how, how that came about and they and it's cultural so they still use it today as metal chopsticks awesome that's pretty cool mm-hmm. that's pretty cool to not know. too bad yeah. So um, now, um, you know, we've been, we've been talking about uh, Al Minerva's and, uh, you know, the different locations. Why don't we give them a rating in terms of their, I, we, we didn't say it properly, but we're going to call it the Bulgogi soup. Uh, we yeah. will put the right spelling in the show notes. Um, but it seems like you're going to give it a high rating because you get it oh, all yeah. the time. So Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'll give it nine out of 10. It's uh, both like Korean food in general for, for us is very delicious. Um, and it just, the, they, they taste great. Um, yeah. So Al Minerva, nine out of 10, just, uh, just cause presentation, the food itself is good. All right. And so both the Bulgogi is a nine out of 10 and the Bibimbap's a nine out of 10. Yeah. 
Exactly nice. right. Um, and just, um, and how about Chaco? What would you rate Chaco, Ken? Chaco, man, you know what? Even if you just went in there and just had the Colby, you know, just the ribs is what, you know, you fill yourself up with just the ribs. I'd give it a solid 7.58, like easily. Yeah. Like I'd give it that. Yeah. Um, and usually when we would go to that, we'd go to the late night menu. Yeah. And, and that starts like, I think it starts at 1030. 1030. And yeah. I think it ends maybe one, maybe two, probably one. Like, I don't know. I think one it, only. I, one I remember o'clock. it's only one. Yeah. So that gives um, you a long time though to eat. Like if you're yeah. in there at 1030 and it's an all you can eat menu, you, get, you know, you're pretty full when, by the time you leave. Yeah. And late night is, is a reduced price and they give you a limited amount of, of ingredients. Like it's still all you can eat, but they only get the basics. So calbee, beef, pork, chicken, and maybe uh, I think white fish. Um, so it's a set, I forget the price is a set price, but if you go for dinner, then they offer you more. They'll give you, I think, um, I forgot what, like, like shrimp's sushi on the also. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Shrimp is, is, on the, is on the menu for the dinner menu, but not the late night. Uh, there's some sushi available as well. Um, so just a bit extra. So, but you would be paying more um, for that. And just to be warned as well, because you are cooking, um, you ex- expect your clothes to smell like the restaurant. <laughs> you'll, you'll, your clothes will smell like, like Korean barbecue, basically, which isn't a bad thing. But, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, I, I forgot about that. I, I smell yeah. like Korean barbecue. So, yeah, just, just, just so that you know. Um, sometimes, you know, I actually take that into account and be like, yeah, I'm not wearing the shirt. I don't want it to smell like Korean barbecue, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> so I, I won't wear certain clothes, you know, to a place like that. But yeah, it's, it is a good point, you know, when you're, when you're going to go out cause you are cooking and it's not only your table that's cooking, every table is cooking. Yeah. So that just, uh, that, that smell of cooking is everywhere. Oh yeah. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely important to 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 remember and just to ultimately keep in mind now there is some people haven't heard of this but there is korean fried chicken do you have any comments on that Jeff? Oh. have you had it like, like <clears throat> I, i've had a couple of versions of it okay um yeah and i've, I've yet called, to have it so oh really okay yeah it's yeah. called they call it kfc not to be confused with kentucky fried chicken but they actually call it korean fried chicken it's basically fried chicken but the way they, they add the spices to it and it, the, the, the way they fry it is, um, is, is, is delicious as well. And it, you are waiting for chicken because they actually or, uh, fry it to order, which is a good thing because you know it's freshly fried. Uh, whereas like, unlike KFC or Popeye's or even Jollibee, you know, they always have fried chicken under a warming plate or under something. To, so it's like fast food as they say. Um, but Korean fried chicken, uh, just has a little extra spice, a little, well, like, like tastiness to it, uh, other than regular KFC, like take my chicken or or, Jol- or Jolly Bee or Popeyes. That's uh, and yeah, I've had it. It was really good. Is Alistair ever off of that? KFC. Honest, I don't. Uh, they don't actually. Uh, Where would recently. someone get it then? Um, yeah, there's no real chain restaurants, so just look up Korean fried chicken okay. um, around you, and and you'll find it. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's all I can say to it. Like sometimes they'll, um, they'll put a sauce on it, so you could either have it like natural and so it's just, like crispy, or the other sauce to it, like, whether it be like a like a hot sauce or a sort of sweet and sour sauce to it. But yeah, they just, they just call it KFC because it's uh, the way they they, they fry the chicken to it. So if you gave, um, okay, so if you were gonna give like different fried chicken ratings, you know whether it's KFC or 
or Popeyes and, you know, a, a Korean fried chicken, what would you rate them out of 10? Like each of them? Yeah. Uh, all right. So for me, Jollibee would be uh, like a 9 out of 10 because okay. of taste and size. Uh, the Jollibee here in Toronto, they're huge pieces of chicken. Um, so at that, I noticed that, um, so nine, nine out of 10 KFC would be on my lowest end. Um, I guess cause I grew up with it. So I know the taste and I find their pieces are smaller. Jo uh, Popeye's. So, uh, so what did I say for KFC? I think five. I said Popeye's maybe seven. Uh, they just have a little, little extra crunch. And I like the way they have biscuits as well. Um, I don't know. I don't think, uh, I know, I know KFC in the States has biscuits, but not here in Canada. And I give KFC maybe eight. Uh, again, just something different, um, just out there. Uh, on Young Street, there's a chain called I think it's called Five Star or yeah Five or Star Fried Chicken. It may be Korean. I don't think so though. But they actually take it's a huge piece of chicken though. So they actually oh, take. Oh, I know what you're talking about. They're from. Yeah. Uh, they're out of Hong Kong, I think. Actually. Hong Kong. Okay. okay yeah. So you know either Hong Kong about. or mainline China, and they were. Um, I think it's called hot. Is it hot star? Five star? Hot star. Yeah. Hot yeah, star. The star in there. Maybe hot star. Yeah. So let me, let me give you a little bit. The, apparently yeah. they were like one of the biggest chains in China or Hong Kong. Okay. And I would, you know, I would have done a little bit more research on this if we were never going to talk about it. But when they opened, um, I believe they are, are they Gould? Where are they? Yeah. Yeah. By right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Gould or Gerard. Yeah. In that yeah, area. Yeah, uh, and Young Street, and they're right yeah. there, blue, they're right there. And so um, when they opened, there were lineups. It was kind of like there the were. Krispy Kreme phenomenon. When it opens, yeah. there was big old lineups. So, uh, and now uh, you can certainly get in and, and eat the food there. Well, uh, I, they actually uh, fry to order. So when you oh. order it, you have to wait at least 10, 15 minutes because they'll take your order and they'll fry it to order. Yeah, it's huge. And, and it's, like I said before, chicken, you have to make sure. Oh, absolutely. You got to wait, make sure it's, it's well, uh, it's well cooked and everything. But yeah. think of, uh, it's, it's, it's type of chicken that's pounded out. It's boneless and they pound it out and flatten it yeah. out and they bread it and they fry the whole thing. And it's really, really good. Oh yeah. Um, I said, you can get it now. Actually, I don't know if you can get it now cause I haven't been there since the lockdown, but, uh, I, I, I suppose they're open. I mean, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're open right to the street. So, you know, I'm sure yeah. they can probably open up to take out. Exactly. Right. Well, we, we hope they are. Oh, absolutely. We hope they are. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, hold on a second. You gave, in terms of ratings, you gave KFC what number? Sorry. Oh, sorry. KFC, you said? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kentucky Fried Chicken. You gave it. I, I, I give it five, Popeye's seven, uh, probably Korean Fried Chicken eight, and then Jollibee nine. So that's my sort of ranking of fried chicken. Okay. Um, so and I'll just I'll just throw in mine. I don't I cannot rate Korean fried chicken because I haven't had any. And of course, Korean yeah. fried chicken is going to go up and down the menu or up and down the rating depending on who makes it and the restaurant you get it and so on. Um, yeah, obviously. But I will say that I will put. I'm going to put Popeyes high in the list. They have a large. They're like to me. They're they're really good in terms of fried chicken. I'm actually going to, some people, this might mm -hmm. surprise you. I'll okay. put them up above uh, Jolly Bee because uh, their, oh, okay. their wow. portion nice. sizes are big. And um, the way they have that, just that, uh, the cornflakes and the crust or something in that crust to make it really crispy, I really, really like it. So I would, I would uh, rate it Popeye's, 
and then Jollibee very, very close. But of course, uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken very, very far in the back. So I'm just yeah. wondering about that because I did bring up Korean Fried Chicken and um, just want our listeners yeah. to know a little bit more about that. But uh, that's right. And there's also like like independent places like I I I've been to Jolly, uh, Dirty South. That's our Hamilton episode. But then there's um, uh, Dirty Bird. Uh, they're actually in Kinsden Markets. They're they're one of the f- uh, first restaurants to bring chicken and waffles to Toronto. Um, but their fried chicken is good as well. I haven't had it in a while, so I, I don't want to give them a rate, but it was delicious from what I remember. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. And so Not definitely, uh, that's the food worth mentioning. Today we talked about bibimbap. We talked about bulgogi. Uh, awesome Korean barbecue. And of course, we finished it off with a little bit of talk about KFC, but not Kentucky Fried Chicken, Korean Fried Chicken. Yes. So that is this episode's food worth mentioning. And we ultimately look forward to next episode. Well, we're going to be talking about more food worth mentioning. Right, Jeff? That's right. And until next time, remember this quote from Julia Child, people who love to eat are always the best people. That includes, of course, my brother, Chef Jeff Santos, and I'm his brother, Kenny Santos, and you as well, if you love to eat food worth mentioning. Thanks a lot, everyone. Check you out next time. All right. Have a good day. You've been listening to Santos Brothers Eat. Food worth mentioning. 